I feel like I need to remind us, just like a quick refresher, a quick reminder to all of us of what an incredible period of time, an incredible moment on the earth that we get to live in. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executives of some of the world's biggest companies. If you want to find out more about what our firm does, this little company that we started uh, exactly a year ago at the time this episode is coming out, uh, go to LoneRockConsulting.com. LoneRockConsulting.com. If you want to transform your ability to lead people, and I can say that with tons of confidence because we're getting the feedback from the people who are going through it. In fact, at the time that this episode's going out, we're about to launch. I think it's tomorrow at the time this episode's going out. We're launching with our next group. If I listed the companies for you, you'd be like, wow, Russ, those are like, half of the fortune 20. Yep. We've got some, uh, some incredible leaders that are going through the second session of lead in 30 with us. We're super excited about it. We've got our first companies that have asked for, um, that have come to us and said, Hey, can we put hundreds of our, uh, managers, our leaders through it? We're super excited. This is a product you all that didn't exist two months ago. The models and the frameworks and the methodology that we teach in it have. I mean, we didn't Google these yesterday. These are things we've learned over the course of coaching and consulting leaders over decades. But the but the vehicle is brand new. If you want to find more about how to transform your ability to lead people and you can't be part of the February cohort, it's uh, locked up and we're done with that one. But we're launching in March. Go to leadin30.com. Okay, you all. Quick um, reminder for you. I was having this thought today, and I just want to share it with you in a podcast episode because I think we forget this. At least I do. And by every indication I have, I think all of us around me, the people in the world (laughs) that I see and associate with, I think we all forget this. You all, we live at an amazing, incredible, unbelievable moment in history. I mean, I know you know that. I know I know that. But let's just think about this for a second. And yeah, we've had this pandemic over the last two years. It sucked. Been totally unpredictable. We, we've had all kinds of challenges and restrictions and tension in our society and and, and health concerns and uh, emotionally, physically, mentally uh, uh, about the health of our kids about the health of our friends, our family, and ourselves, right? I mean, my gosh, I, you, you all, I shared in an episode a few weeks ago that I finally, after being vaccinated, having the booster, all the crap that I've done, I still got the stupid Omicron <laughs> bug, right? I got it. And uh, I still haven't completely shaken it. Now, was it like this life-challenging, oh my gosh, I'm going to the hospital, I'm totally cons-. No. Like I told you, my wife described it as a man cult. And that's pretty much what it was. Now it's lingered for weeks and I haven't been able to get rid of it, but I've had the, like the flu and the, I've had colds like that viruses, like bugs. Right. So 
But there are other people who, man, it has been life-threatening or very serious or it's like killed somebody that you know and love. So we've had all of that to deal with. And I get that. So with that is the backdrop and all of the stuff that we've had to deal with. But you all are like a generation ago, they were dealing with family members going off to war. They were dealing with the draft. They were dealing with like this concept of uh, called Nazism that was spreading across Europe. They were dealing with, I mean, like, yeah, we have a pandemic and we've had to wear, you know, I don't even want to get into it, but yes, there've been mask mandates and there's been social distancing and there's been restrictions and it sucked. And we could have a big, long debate about that. And we could, we could, uh, I could dive into that topic and half, we, we could yell at each other. Right. So we've had all that, but can we just get a grip and realize like our, just like a, it wasn't that long ago that our family members were dealing with war and with other stuff, right? That just was dramatic and ma- the, the great depression and all, I mean, like that wasn't that long ago. And, and so I just, yeah, we've had our issues, but, but then look broader you all. Like if you met somebody at a company that you worked at a few years ago and you wanted to connect with them, maybe reach out to them and network with them, or maybe ask them, maybe you want to try to pursue them as a customer, or maybe you want to pursue them or a conversation with them about a potential job, or maybe you want to talk to them about a partnership or going into business together. What, what do you need to do in order to reach out to that person that you worked with closely in another state three or four years ago? What, like, what's that process for you to reach out to them and pursue that? Do you need to, do you need to go to your typewriter and put in a sheet of paper and type up a document and then fold it up and then put it in an envelope and then take it to the post office and then stamp it and mail it and then wait a few weeks to see if they got it and keep checking your mailbox to see if you get something in response? No. Oh, by the way, that's even if you had their address. And if you didn't have their address, how are you going to find it? Like, cause you don't have the white pages. And for those of you that are under 30, you have no clue what the white pages are. It sounds like a, a racist term. No, it's a phone book. And the yellow pages were the business section. The white pages were the residential. So you don't have the phone book for Chicago or Atlanta or wherever you worked with that person in. So how are you going to find their address? Oh, you're going to call somebody, but do you have their number? And if you don't have their number, how are you going to get it? No, don't say search the internet. It doesn't exist. No, don't say you're going to text them because the phone, there's no texting. And don't say you're going to call them on your cell phone because those things haven't been invented yet. And don't say you, 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 you following me, you all, all that crap's been invented in my lifetime. And I know some of you who are listening are young. And you feel like you're getting a history lesson from from grandpa right now. And that's really strange because I'm not a grandpa and I haven't been alive that long in the grand scheme of things. But a lot of you have been alive as long as I have or around that period of time, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Do you know how amazing it is that I can direct message you on LinkedIn? Do you know how crazy it is that I can go and with a couple of clicks on my computer or in an app, I can find most of the people that I worked with at a company 10 years ago and I can reach out to any of them 
I, I can find their cell phone number. I can email them. I can text them. I can direct message them. And within mere seconds, anywhere in the world that they are right now, at this very instant, I can reach out to them and I can message them and I can begin a conversation and I can have, I, like we have so much opportunity. Anyone who is struggling and wondering, man, what am I going to do? Or how is that like, and we all go through that, but you have the ability to change that so quickly. If you're in a job that sucks, my question to you is why? Like, why are you still working there? You know how many other jobs are available right now, right? And you know how many people will hire you and allow you to work from home or another city like that all changed. Just that massively changed in just the last few months to where now, oh, like when I joined the firm that I used to work at, everybody had to live in Southern California. Well, not everyone, but anybody that worked in the corporate office had to work, had to live in Southern California and drive into the office and whatever else. Now that firm, like they have like three people. Okay, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but they have like hardly anybody who is working in that office. Now the CEO of that company doesn't even live in Southern California. And I don't even like hardly maybe one, two members of the executive team actually live in the city where the headquarters are because the, where the, where the uh, geographic headquarters of that company are now doesn't matter. They it really doesn't even exist. And I bet they, I, you know, I've been away from the firm for a while, that firm, that company I used to work for, but I bet they, I wish they could, I, I'm sure they wish they could get rid of the lease they have with all that office space. That's completely empty. My point is this. You want to work for a company in North Carolina? You can. You don't want to move? You don't have to. You want to work with a company in the Bay Area? You're worried about the cost of living there? Don't live there. Like that's, and I know, I, I know not every company is like that. And I know slow, some are slow to adjust. They will lose so much talent that they, they will adjust. That will change. And so, um, and I know some companies are different manufacturing and retail. Like I, I get it that there are, there are, are plenty of exceptions to what I'm describing, but in the professional class, in the executive level, um, what I'm describing, or, or even in, like you, if you do anything, I mean, creative services, like I, I was, I was at a, um, a meeting in Florida, just a couple within the last couple of weeks, um, with a large insurance company. And, uh, and they were talking about how they have thousands of employees in this particular division who um, have wanted, they've been so jealous of the people in their company. This is a fortune uh, 20 company. And uh, so a huge company. And, and they, they were talking about how they have, uh, they have this group, thousands of employees that are jealous of the people who've been able to work from home in other divisions, other departments. And this executive was saying in the course of our conversation, she's like, well, now they all do. Like all those thousands of people now actually work from home. Like they, they finally have gotten what they always wanted. And so my point in this episode is, um, is just to kind of remind us, cause I forget about this. You all we're so used to the way we live that we forget that just a few years ago, you could not send a direct message to anyone that you could not search LinkedIn and find that person, that former colleague, that potential customer, that, that potential future boss, that potential employee, that whatever, you couldn't find them that easily. It was really hard. And if you were in a position, a job that you didn't enjoy, man, it was so hard to adjust that. 
because your circle was so small. And now it's enormous. I can go, I, you all, just some of the things that we're doing in growing our business. Um, it, it is insane to me that you can launch a company like we have within the last 12 months and be at the level of revenue we're at, be at the level of demand, be able to innovate and, and create new products and reach thousands of people in such a short period of time. It's just, I, I have to remind myself, Russ, this is this you know the, your your grandparents would have would have given like so much to be able to have the opportunities the resources the tools the technology available to them that you have available to me right and we just need to be reminded of that because i find myself so often complaining about a pandemic about restrictions about politics about um, you know, unforeseen events about this, about that. Um, and, the, and those things are frustrating. Don't get me wrong, but in the grand scheme of things, wow, I need a perspective check. I, I need a reality check. I need to be reminded of what an incredible time period we live in. We have so much more control over our futures, our opportunities, our relationships, our connections, our customers, our products, innovation, all of that than, um, than ever. And, uh, and I, just, I just need to be reminded, and maybe you do too, to be grateful and to keep that all in perspective. So that's it. <laughs> that's, that's what's on my mind and in this episode, I just wanted to remind us as leaders, because we, one of the things we're talking about in this, um, this session, we've made some adjustments to the content in lead in 30, and um, it's going to be a, a, over 50% better than our first group. Just within a few weeks, based off of feedback that we've gotten, we've been able to tweak it and make it that much better. And one of the things we're going to talk about in this next, uh, this next session, this next, uh, with this next cohort that's three times as big as the initial one, which is crazy cool, um, is the narrative. The narrative that is developing on your team. I need to do, I need to do a whole episode on this. And we, we have to be careful because as leaders of our team or our company or our division or whatever that is, we have to be careful because we have a significant impact on the narrative that's developing the story. And, and part of that story can be very negative and could be focused on all the things that are frustrating or out of our control or just suck. Or the narrative can be similar to what I'm describing in this episode. Are you in crazy? Look at the amount of opportunity. Look at the, look at what's available to us. We control as leaders, a lot of our perspective, how we're thinking, what, what our mindset is, what we're talking about, how we're framing things, the emotions that we feel have an enormous effect on the narrative that exists on our teams. And so I just wanted, to, I'm reminding myself, remember, these episodes are mostly for me. It's like me talking into, instead of writing in a journal, I talk into a microphone and then I send it out to a bunch of you. So thousands of people around the world can listen to it, but you're really just listening to me make a journal entry and remind myself in each one of these episodes of what I need to be, what I need to be aware of. And in this episode, the journal entry, if you will, is all about Russ. Remember 
how fortunate you are and don't lose sight of that and lean into that more than leaning into anything else. That's it. That's all I wanted to talk about. If you're new to this podcast and you haven't done it yet, you find value in these episodes. You love to listen to me rant <laughs> like this. Uh, if you find value in it, you tap, just tap on the uh, subscribe, the follow, the ad, whatever button is, uh, is uh, on the screen there in your phone. You'll get two new episodes every week downloaded right to your phone. You can listen to them whenever it's convenient for you. You can look at the title of them and skip past the ones that don't look um, don't look uh, interesting to you and go to the ones that do. And you can always, in fact, I encourage it. You can always connect with me, send me direct messages, feedback, questions, whatever it might be. The way to connect with me is in the show notes, which you can find by swiping up or over, depending on what app you're in. And you'll see the link to connect with me on LinkedIn. Tap on that and send me a connection request and I will accept it. So hope you're healthy. Hope you're doing well. I hope you're grateful and mindful of what an amazing period of time we live in and how lucky every single one of us, how fortunate, how blessed we all are. That's it. I'll talk to you in the next episode.